Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is Pastor Dwight Oswald, and today our study finds us in Matthew chapter 24 and verses 48 through 51. And I've titled this little study, Hypocrites Go to Hell. Hypocrites Go to Hell. The first aspect of Christ's coming, the rapture, comes unexpectedly as a thief in the night. Christ reinforces this reality with three parables in Matthew 24 and 25. The first parable in Matthew 24, 46 through 51, contrasts two servants, one who genuinely serves the Lord and one who is shown to be a phony hypocrite. Those that truly belong to Christ characteristically serve him and his purposes. In this way, they live ready. Matthew 24 Verse 48 says, But if that evil servant says in his heart, My master is delaying his coming. In contrast to the faithful and wise servant in verses 45 through 47 is the evil servant of verses 48 through 51. Evil is the word, Greek word, kakos. And it's the idea of bad, wrong, or one who does harm. The evil servant is a nominal Christian who claims to be serving the Lord, but in truth ends up serving himself. As seen in verse 51, the destiny of this person is ultimately the place of weeping and gnashing of teeth, which is descriptive of hell, showing that this person was never a true believer. Yet he is here called a servant, more literally a slave, and he calls Jesus his master, more literally Lord. In a general sense, Jesus is Lord over all, and all owe their allegiance to him. John MacArthur says, Jesus was teaching that every person in the world holds his life, natural abilities, wealth, and possessions in trust from God, and must give an account of how these things are used. Note the evil servant's most fundamental problem is that he has a heart problem. The heart represents the spiritual core of a person, the deepest recesses of his being. In his heart, this evil servant thinks Jesus has delayed his coming, and that affects how he lives. What you think about the Lord's coming is no trivial matter, because if you really believe Christ might come at any time, it affects how you live. Living in light of the hope of Christ's coming has a sanctifying effect on a person's life. The evil servant here represents hypocritical dropouts. The point is, the faithful live ready, ever expecting Christ could come at any time. Christ wants us to live ready. That is the point. The expectation of this verse is that the saved are those who are eagerly waiting for him. The church age seems to be a time of delay. For this reason, the mocker says, Where is the promise of his coming? All things continue as they were. 2 Peter 3, verses 3 and 4. But Peter says, Don't overlook the fact that with the Lord a thousand years is as one day, and that he is not slow to fulfill his promise, but rather is patient, not wanting any to perish. 2 Peter 3, 8 and 9. We need to realize we live in the age of grace, and God is waiting for more to get saved. Well, this evil servant has both a doctrinal defection and an ethical defection. He believes wrong, my master is delaying his coming, and therefore he lives wrong. 
When a person no longer takes the coming of Christ seriously, there is something majorly wrong in his heart. A huge part of the New Testament is given over to this theme. Jesus continues, Matthew 24, verse 49, and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunkards. What began as wrong thinking in his heart now works its way out in his behavior, in his life. Because he did not think his master was coming for a long time, he began to mistreat his fellow servants. And he began to fellowship with the wayward drunkards of the world. The potential coming of the Lord at any time has no bearing on him. He's got his life to live. This is indicative of wickedness. It lives for self. It takes advantage of other people. It crouses with the world. It has no thought for God, his people, or the Lord's imminent return. Jesus is not this person's Lord. Now, he says it outwardly, but it's not true. He flouts the Lord's instructions and acts as if he's his own master. He assumes a position of authority for himself. He is self-governed. He is violent and self-indulgent. He uses his position to exploit people and his own selfish gratification. It's all about him. His selfishness is intrinsic to his being evil. He doesn't care about anyone but himself, certainly not the well-being and good of God's people. William MacDonald says, quote, The evil servant represents a nominal believer whose behavior is not affected by the prospect of his master's soon return. Many who profess to be Christians show by their hostility towards God's people and their fraternization, fraternalization with the ungodly that they are not looking for Christ's return. End of quote. And John Phillips says, quote, He has no conviction about the coming of the Lord. He abuses his authority. He abuses those under him and finds his fellowship with drunkards. In spite of all his pretensions of being a Christian, he has never been saved at all. End quote. Frankly, I think this is where most professing evangelicals are at today. Someone has said, quote, Americans claim to revere the Bible, but they don't live by it. End of quote. Many professing Christians are, in fact, practical atheists. Jesus continues, Matthew 24, verse 50, The master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him, at an hour he is not aware of. This is the entire point. This person was not ready. He did not take Christ's coming seriously. There was no urgency. Notice this person was not looking for him. He was totally oblivious to Christ's imminent coming. He was not aware of it, and consequently, it caught him totally, totally unprepared. There was no forewarning, no announcement, no signs, no warning signals. Suddenly, the master shows up, totally unexpectedly. This is how it will be at the time of the rapture. Once it happens, there will be no time to get ready. That is why we have to be ready and live ready. The Moody Bible Commentary says, quote, The parable of the unrighteous slave typifies the lack of readiness for the rapture. End quote. Bible Knowledge Commentary says, quote, Like the wicked people of Noah's day, he was unaware of the sudden coming judgment. End quote. The thing about the rapture, is that it comes at a time when life is just carrying on as normal. Yes, there will be trends of apostasy, but not clear signposts like will be obvious in the tribulation period. This is the point. 
It comes unexpectedly with no forewarning. This is all about faith. Faith takes God at his word. It's not about signs and wonders, but about taking God at his word. Jesus wants people to take him at his word and live ready. A God-honoring faith lives expectantly in keeping with Christ's warning. A God-honoring faith lives ready. And when he, the master, comes, he will deal in judgment with the wicked servant. Verse 51 says, And will cut him into and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. To cut into is descriptive of deadly judgment. The master will appoint him his portion with the hypocrites because, in fact, he was one. He claimed to believe in the Lord, even in his heart, saying, Jesus is my master, verse 48. But it wasn't real, as his actions showed. A hypocrite is a pretender, a disingenuous, a disingenuous pretender. The person being described here in Matthew 24 is described in 2 Timothy 3, 5 as, quote, having a form of godliness. Oh, yeah, there's outward form. They put on a show. But denying its life-changing power. Ed Glasscock says, quote, The evil slave represents not a true disciple, but one who professes to serve the master. His wicked heart was revealed by his selfish life and abuse of power. His lack of anticipation of his Lord's return demonstrated that he was not genuine. End of quote. Jesus was harder on religious hypocrites than on anyone else. It seems to me that hypocrisy is especially offensive to God. God is not into gamers who play the game but are totally phony. And there are a lot of gamers. A hypocrite is essentially a liar. They lie about their relationship with God. They claim they are saved, but they are not. Over and over, the New Testament warns to not be deceived by those who claim to be Christian, but live a lifestyle of sin. I mean, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, Ephesians 5, 6, 1 John 2, 4, 3, 7 through 8, Revelation 21, 8. The warnings are very strong in this regard. The fate of the hypocrite is the place where there should be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Consistently, Jesus uses this language as descriptive of the experience of hell. There are true Christians, and then there are hypocrites. True Christians characteristically live ready, although we may lapse too, which is why we are exhorted to ever be watching and ready. But hypocrites consistently do not take the Lord's coming seriously. They live for the moment, they live for self, they have their own agenda, and they live accordingly. But oh yes, they profess to be a Christian. They are hypocrites who are headed to hell if they don't come to repentance. This is Pastor Dwight Oswald. Live ready. <laughs>